All right, here we are back with another episode. And Cal, why don't you introduce yourself for everybody? Hey, I'm Cal. I'm Skier from Colorado, living in Salt Lake City for like four or five years now. Awesome. So, yeah, we're here with Cal. And uh, you said before we were setting this up, you said that you got some coaching to do this afternoon. Is that what you've been doing lately? Uh huh. Like, kind of. I haven't been doing a ton of coaching, but I, I like started doing some coaching for a new ski team this year called the Ski and Blade Revolution. It's pretty cool. I'm, I'm like coaching skiing and rollerblading. So it's it's pretty fun to like just go up to Woodward and shred with the kids or like go roll around or whatever. So, yeah. Is that is that your main job or do you do something else on the side? Um, no, I, I like during the summer, I like work construction all summer and I, I do like carpentry work, remodeling houses and stuff. So I like do that all summer and just like save my money and pretty much don't work during the winter. Cool. So you mentioned you're from Colorado and I got my notes here. So are you from Highlands Ranch, Colorado? Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. And you were born and I don't mention this for everybody, but you were born in 98, correct? Uh-huh. Me too. And uh, so that's cool. So you're like 20, you're like 23 years old right now. And, you know, like I said, I don't always mention that for everybody, how old they are, but like your timeline, it has a lot. I wrote a lot of notes about like the age that you were when you were making certain changes. So we'll yeah. go over that. We'll go over that. But what was it like growing up in uh, Colorado? Like what was, uh, what, what's the scene there for a young kid? It was, it was cool. Like, um, I I was in Colorado until like freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So it was like pretty sick then. I, I like I would go up to the mountains every weekend with my family and my like dad and my uncle were on ski patrol at Winter Park. And we had a condo up there. We would just go every weekend and ski up there and then just come back down to Highlands Ranch for the weekdays and I would just go to school and just be a normal kid <laughs> but yeah I, I, I like always like ever since I was like probably like in elementary school I was like I'm be a skier like and I like even just like at my house when I was little like I had a trampoline and I would just like bounce on my trampoline every day after school and like like religiously and <laughs> and like I I had some rollerblades back then too, and I like built a little PVC rail in my front yard, and I would just just do switch ups on it like every day after school. I I, I would get out get out of school, just get home, put on a tall tee and the Skull Candy icons, and just like bust switch ups. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was great. Did your parents introduce you to skiing? I mean, you said your dad was a ski patroller. Yeah. Uh, my my parents are my whole family's pretty big skiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah, my dad grew up skiing his whole life. He grew up in Colorado, and my mom grew up in Colorado. She didn't ski her whole life, but she she learned later down, and she like she loves moguls. So like she's always skiing the moguls and stuff. Were you were you blading first or were you skiing first? Um, I was definitely skiing first. Yeah, I like. I like started skiing like just after I was potty trained pretty much. 
<laughs> did you like pursue a specific discipline at first or were you always like, yeah, I'm going to be in the park and I'm like, I'm like, that's going to be my thing. Um, not necessarily. Like I, my parents were always like trying to ski themselves. So they weren't trying to like take the time to teach me. So I was like always in like programs and stuff growing up. And I did like ski school for a while and just kind of learned like how to ski. And then I did like a kind of like in between like all mountain program, I guess. And that was pretty fun. And then I did racing for a few years and that that was cool, but I definitely like, it was like putting me in a box and I like needed to get out. <laughs> when I remember like when I was little, we were racing and we were just lapping the course over and over again. And me and my friends would like accidentally drop our poles off the lift and be like, oh shit, like now we got to ski the the run underneath the chairlift instead of the race course. And, and <laughs> we would always do that. And just, I remember one time we like clicked off our skis and our, our coach was like, what the, or like we clicked off one of our skis and our coach was just like, what the fuck? Like that, you can't just drop your ski. Like, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I always got into like trouble and stuff when I was younger. Yeah. So what made <laughs> yeah. the what what made you make the transition to to getting in, into the park? Was it were there some like older kids at the mountain or anything, or was it just you and your buds? I like I always really liked going to the park. I I remember just like when I was a racer, I, I remember there was like this one little side booter like right next to a lift sign, like right off the chairlift and. One time I like, I, I would always do 180s on it. And then one one day I landed the three on it and I was like, so hyped. I was like, damn, like, that is so sick. Like I need to start bringing this to the park and stuff. Like, so yeah, I, I kind of like started going naturally that way. And then there was like um, a Devo program. So it was kind of like a bit of park and a bit of moguls as well. So I did that for a while and I also snowboarded too. So like for a while on the week, on the weekends, I was doing like Saturday, like the Devo team and then like Sunday snowboarding. So like I would, I would like um, go ski moguls or do some park laps maybe. And then like go snowboard on Sunday kind of the same like thing with moguls i didn't really like it or like i i didn't like the moguls really i i liked catching air and i didn't really like the box that they're trying to put you in also like to like do any sort of like flip or something you had to get qualified and you had to do a hundred backflips or like for whatever flip you wanted to do you had to do a hundred in front of the coach on the water ramps. And then you had to do a hundred on snow in front of the coach. And then you were qualified and you were like allowed to do it. And I, I was like, that's bullshit. And I, I remember there's like this one comp and I just like, I, don't know, I was like, all right, I'm either going to do like a seven or backflip. And I was like too scared to do the seven at the time. So I was like, well, I'll just do the backflip. 
and I like stomped it and everyone was like so stoked. And then I remember there was just like this guy at the bottom and it's like, oh, like you're not qualified. You're not allowed to do that. And like, and I remember like at the awards, it was so funny. Like they had like a big like meeting about how like no one should be like trying backflips unless they're certified because like you can get so injured and stuff and like I don't know. It was it was pretty funny. It was it was cool to just like stomp it and just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So how old was that that you were uh, com- like actually competing in moguls? Um, I don't know. Maybe like thirteen, fourteen, maybe. Yeah. Or younger than that, actually. Probably like I don't know, like ten, eleven, twelve, maybe. So what made you actually like just take the leap and just completely cut out everything other than park? I just like, I always liked snowboarding and stuff and I thought it was really cool. I just like wasn't very good at it compared to my skis. And I was like, word, I can do way more stuff on my skis. So going to keep doing that. And then, yeah, I just like had enough of the moguls and like just wanted to do the park. Dude. And I also remember, like, telling one of my mogul coaches, I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to just go ski the park, like, whatever. And, and and like, that I was going to join the park team or whatever. And he was like, oh, like, you're not good enough for the park team or something. And I was just like, oh, it, it like, spied me out. I was like, where, like, I'm going to show this guy, like, I'm going to get on the park team and do good or whatever. But, yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. What'd your parents think of that too? Cause they're, I mean, they've been skiing for so long. Were they like super traditional? Like now you got to stick with this or were they down for you trying something new? They were like super down with me, like doing whatever I want, but they wanted me to like do racing for a bit and like get my, like actually learn how to use my edges and stuff. And I'm like pretty thankful for that. I, f- I feel like, like my skiing wouldn't be where it's at now if, I didn't have those like foundation skills. Yeah. That's cool, man. And so yeah. this is where like I started piecing together my own timeline. Uh, I went to your YouTube channel and the I don't know if you know this, but the description on your YouTube channel, the one that you got to write it, uh, yeah. you said, it says Cal Carson, 14 year old free ski athlete, skier for winter park, free ski team shooting to make the X games and 2018 Pyeongchang olympics in south korea do you remember do you remember feeling that way and wanting to go to the olympics uh, kind of but i don't know my my dad would just like write that or he'd be like put that in your thing i'd be like oh, all right like but no i don't i like definitely really liked competing when i did it and it was super fun and i, I still like missing stuff but there's like a point where it just like got too intense for me and like it just like wasn't fun for me and it it wasn't like where my heart was at because like I have like so much passion for skiing and like it just like wasn't right it didn't feel good so you were you were sloping half pipe and just looking back on like some of the comp results I think that you shared um I mean, you were doing pretty well. Like you got a, you got a couple podiums, especially on like the USASA circuit. Uh, the one thing I actually wanted to ask you: in 2013, you got a second 
and the Ski Nationals for USASA, and you listed uh, one of your sponsors as Little Little Jibbers. Yeah. What's Little Jibbers? That was that was one of my um, friends, Jackson Hoarder. He's a half pipe skier, and I like grew up shredding with him and stuff. And that was just kind of a company him and his mom made to kind of support their support them financially and like be able to go to all the competitions they needed to and stuff. So yeah, they they like that was like my first like sponsor, I guess. And it was just like a sweatshirt and like a couple pencils or a pen or something. And like I was like so hyped to be getting some like free gear. I was like, damn, like this is crazy. Like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so so how serious were you taking it? I mean it looks like you competed like from like 2013 all the way up to like 2018. So were you getting super serious about slope and pipe? Yeah, I was like, I I wouldn't say I was ever like super serious, like trying to go to the Olympics or something, but I was like super serious about like doing the best run that I could do. And like it, yeah, it feels like super great to like put down the best stuff that you can do all in line and like be rewarded for that. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, now that you're in a completely different niche in skiing now, but do you look back on any of those wins and you're like, damn, like that was sick. I made it on the podium for whatever, whatever event it was. Not really. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't look back at any of them really. Maybe. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, that's funny, dude. So, I was looking at um your edits. I feel like painted a better picture of like the trajectory you're on, rather uh -huh. than like the comp results. I mean, comp results are or whatever. And like you said, you weren't even yeah. really that into it. But it looks like so you were going to Wendell's as like a like a like a 14, 15, 16 year old. Is that right? Uh huh. What was that like for you? Like getting yeah, to ski I, all the I, way into I, June. That summer was awesome actually. Um, Jackson Hoarder again, um, his family were, um, sold their house and bought a camper and they were out in hood for like all of summer. So I, they invited me to come out for like a month or so. So I like went out and just got to ski like every day and it was, it was so sick. It was super fun. And then also my, and that was just all like skiing the public park during the summer or whatever. And then like towards the end of that, my winter park ski team that I was on, they like had a week, they were coming out for a week for the Wendell's park. And I met up with them and skied with all them too. So yeah. that that summer was awesome. Got a ton of skiing. Yeah, that's super sick. So, I mean, by that point, you're in high school. So are you still living in Colorado? Like, what, what was your high school like? Did you go to an academy or were you a public school kid? Um, so I, like, I went to high, just normal high school. Or I think, yeah, I went to, like, I did my first um, quarter or something of, like, normal high school and then I tried to do online school and I like didn't really do that good at it I like 
I would, I would literally always just like have like one tab of the new schoolers, one tab of the school. And I would be like watching editors all day. But it, it wasn't, I, I like need more of like a um, environment to like be focused for me. And it was like really hard for me. So that didn't like work too well. Um, I ended up, I like, I had tons of school left and it was like, everything has to be due like within a month or something. And I just like gave up on my math class and like took a, took a F for the math class. And then I like went back to summer school the next summer and like got an A in it. <laughs> but, like it was, it was funny. I just, I, it was hard. And so yeah, I like struggled with that a lot and I like really wanted to like pursue this skiing stuff and like it was like really hard for me to be like missing so much school and like trying to like make up all these assignments and stuff and my parents one day like came up to me and they're like yeah like there's this school in utah called the winter school and they do their whole like school year during the summer and then you have the winter to ski and i was like wow like that that sounds awesome like sign me up like yeah so I got signed up for school and I remember I I had to retake freshman year of high school to get into the school because there like weren't enough spots in the sophomore year and like if I didn't retake it then like the spot would have filled up or whatever so I just had to retake my freshman year to get into the school. But it it was awesome. It was I like I lived with host families for like three or four years going to school. So I would just like live with um, either just like one of my friends who went to the school also and live with his family or like just some random people kind of. But yeah, that that was kind of interesting and cool though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you? How'd you feel about having to take five years of high school, even though you didn't really like school that much? Um. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't ideal, but it. I would say it was. I would rather do that and like have the winters off than like just keep than do four years and not have the winters off. <laughs> yeah, and at, at any point, were were you thinking about going to college, or were you like, nah, once I'm done with school? I'm skiing. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of always thought that my parents were going to like make me go to college or something. And then like when I graduated, my mom was like, yeah, like you don't have to go to college. And I was like, oh, word. Like I'm not going to go then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. It saved you and probably them a ton of money on something you didn't yeah. even want to do anyways. For sure. I, I could be down to go one day if, if I have something that I like really am interested in, like want to pursue or whatever. But like, just like going to go, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so going off the YouTube, the YouTube timeline, I kind of put together, actually, this one might have just been on new schoolers. But uh, I mean, it completely it was completely out of left field when I found it. So what is uh twenty like from twenty fifteen? The oh, video is yeah. called "Rootless." 
the rise. Could you tell us about what's going on with that? Yeah. So like that was, that was kind of, um, me and my buddies like first attempt to like put a crew together, um, of skiers to go try to hit some spots and stuff. And we just kind of like had all our friends and we were like, all right, let's make a crew. Like, what do we name it? And we, we were kind of all from different places and we all kind of came to park city and met up and stuff. So we were like, all right, we're the rootless crew. And yeah, we like, we like filmed of like maybe like two edits that year and like filmed some street too. I, I like, I don't think we like made a street video really. Cause most people like didn't have enough clips, but I like made a little like street part from that year. Yeah. So do you, I mean, do you remember who was in that video? Cause there's some big names that like are still around. Uh-huh. Yeah, like A Hall was in it, Dakota, um, Ryan McElman, um Name is Sally, Benji Garcias, um Jack Severson. Trying to think Joe Joe Lauer, of course. Um yeah, I don't know. Sorry if I'm missing anybody. But... Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right from what I remember. I don't have everybody written down, but I thought that was sick. Like, because I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard any of you guys ever talk about it, but you were all like a mini crew for a year or two. Yeah. And yeah, we had a filmer too, um, Cam Thuman. He was like really nice with the glide cam and stuff, and he was filming all of us. So yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. And it just kind of, it was kind of like a failed attempt. So, or like we, we like got a crew together, but we didn't really do anything. And then we were all like competing so much that we didn't really have any time to do anything too. So yeah, we only like had a couple edits or something, but. Yeah. And so is this yeah. when you were first starting to get into uh, street skiing? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I had hit like maybe a spot or two back in Colorado, but that was the first year I like filmed a part, I guess. Yeah. And what was that transition like for you mentally? Were you stoked on moving into something where there was no coaches or format or anything like that? Um, I don't know. Cause like at that time I was still competing a lot huh. and I just like, it was, it just like felt, it was kind of like growing up, like I would just like, I was always so inspired by ski movies and stuff. And like, I just like, like always watch the street segments and just like skip the pal segments. <laughs> and just like, I, I just like watch the street segments over and over and over and over again. Just like, I, I'm like so passionate about it. And I'm just like, word like i i just need to get out there and start doing it like yeah but yeah it was, it was cool like it's different and yeah it, it was like a nice change of pace i guess yeah so when did you finally drop comps all together um let's see that was the year after 2017 either 2017 or 2018 um. and that was like 
I guess like mainly because my parents said they like weren't down to pay for it anymore. And I was like, we're like, I'm not trying to pay for it. Like it's, it's pretty expensive. And like, it's these days you got to like buy like two different licenses and like, then you have to sign up for the comp and then travel to the comp and get, I don't know. It's just like, there's so much to it and like all these fees and stuff. Like it's, I don't know. It's not that sick. <laughs> so that was that was when by the time you're already out of high school. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I I was out of high school and I had like one last year of competing, and I did some like Grand Prix, Grand Prix, and I also went to Europe, and did a comp in Austria and a comp in Andorra. Oh, sick. That was awesome. Yeah. Super expensive though, right? Yeah, no, that was that was like a graduation gift from my grandparents pretty much. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. So, I mean, this is kind of where we start to enter like the more, like the, the, the modern Cal era, if you want to, if you want to call it something so official. So 2017, there's the Cal Carson Wel- Welcome to Vishnu edit. So how did you get linked up with Emmett and uh, and Vishnu? So like um, it was actually Parvis that hit me up. He's like a I don't I don't think he does as much with Vishnu anymore, but he's a good homie. He used to do a bunch with it, and he just hit me up and he was like, "Yo, would would you be interested in riding some Vishnus?" And the year before that, I was riding Forefronts and. I think I was riding them for two years before that also maybe and they were like great and stuff and then one day the Matt Sturbrands um called me and he just said that um they're like kind of taking different direction with it and there's because at the that at the time like Jay Skis had bought in Forefront and they were trying to like more do Jay Skis for the park stuff and like um forefront for like all mountain type stuff so they like dropped me and like they just basically said it wouldn't be like a good fit and like they won't be able to like benefit me and so yeah I, I like didn't have a ski sponsor at the time and I was like yeah like I'm I'm pretty down to try these skis out they look pretty fun and like I was like I was still competing that year so I was like kind of nervous that they like wouldn't be able to hold up on the jumps or something or like they would break super easily but so like at first I was like yeah like I'll ride them but I'm gonna compete in a different ski or something and then after I like rode them for like a month or two I was like I'm using these like these are sick like (laughs) (laughs) so I mean did at that time did you ever have any thoughts that one day you would want a a pro model ski or or was that still something kind of off in the distance that was still off in the distance for sure (laughs) yeah i mean that's sick i mean we'll get to that we'll get to that a little further down the road but um two other things that look like came up in 2019 one of them's more random what was up with the magnus uh uh momentum 
like free trip, free summer camp contest that you won. Yeah, that that was super cool. Magnus put on this competition where everyone submitted an edit, and the winner got to um, get a free trip to Momentum. Um, it was like all expenses paid except for the flight or something, and. Yeah, I ended up winning that, and it was, like, it was super sick, like, going out there to momentum and skiing. It was super, it, it's, like, a really cool place out there. I'd like to go back for sure. Yeah. So were you there as, like, like a camper, or were yeah, you kind of, like, a camper? But <laughs> it was kind of funny. I, I was just, like, a camper, and I, I, like, knew, like, all the coaches and stuff. I, I was, like, homies with all the coaches, like, yo, what up, like yeah but um also at at the time i that summer i'd broken my hands so i'd i had broke both of my hands rollerblading it broke one and then kept rollerblading broke the other like a week later and so i was like still healing up from that and i like kind of had these two like splint things on that i was just wearing the whole time <laughs> it was it kind of sucked because of that like I remember, like, sometimes I would have to have, like, other people, like, buckle my boots for me and stuff. I was like... <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, so you were super jacked up. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. And so it's, it seems like that same year you linked up with uh, Child Labor. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So just, like, all my friends at the time who we were all skiing with, I was just, like, we're, like, we're all, like, really sick and we all have like different styles and stuff like i i think it would be like so cool if we like made a crew or whatever because we were basically already a crew we were just hanging together all the time and skiing together and stuff we just like need to put a name on it or whatever and yeah and i just like i really wanted to like do something in, in, in like film and stuff and like make content instead of just like going skiing every day and like making an instagram post or something i wanted to like film a movie and like make something cool and like be proud of it got everyone together and stuff and yeah we just kind of formed up as child labor (laughs) how so how did you pick that name um so like the name it it originally came from we had this like um camping spot up in the uintas that we like to go to sometimes and at the bottom of the like canyon or whatever there's like this little burger joint and they just have like kids working there basically it's like it's like a really small town it's like probably their family like a family-owned business or something but yeah, like every time we go, we're like, after camping, we're like, oh, we got to hit the child labor restaurant. And like, and then like, yeah, like, I don't know, we were like trying to think of names and like, someone was like, oh, like, let's just name it like child labor after like the child labor restaurant. Cause like, we're all like childs, like trying to like work hard or something. We were like, yeah, like, it sounds pretty good. Like, Uh, that's super funny bro wait so has the crew basically has has it mostly been the same people the whole time or has there been some people coming and going um 
pretty much the same people the whole time, but there's been people who come and go. Mm-hmm. And what's that? Yeah. Like, is it just people like, do people, does any, has anybody like been like, dude, I need a real job. I can't be doing this ski movie crap uh, anymore. Or is it just other reasons? Just mostly other reasons. I had, I had one roommate last year who like, um, he like, wasn't necessarily filming with us. But like we we got him a few clips and he was like trying to film his own video and stuff. But he kind of had like a realization where he wanted to go get a real job and stuff. So he's he's out there in the real world now doing it. Yeah. Do you ever feel yeah. that calling you at all, or are you still um, cool with doing like the seasonal stuff? Yeah, the seasonal stuff. I'm I'm gonna keep doing that for as long as I can. I feel like. <laughs> That's sick, bro. I mean, it's working yeah. out. Um, uh, cool. So, I mean, you guys start making your movies. Uh, were you guys drawn on any, any inspiration? Were you looking at anybody else, or was it just what you guys wanted to do? Um, I don't know. Just, just kind of all street skiing in general that was out at the time, like hood crew movies, um, level one movies, like Poor Boys, Step Productions was a big one um yeah and then also the the bunch videos were coming out at that time the trilogy videos are all so good like yeah so we we were just kind of inspired by all that and just like wanted to get out there and make our own videos and stuff so yeah and so so the first one was october 2019 so i don't even know how you were like in your 20 at that point already 21 maybe um it was the strike. What'd you think of that when you guys finally pulled it all together and you actually released like a 20, 20 plus minute movie? It was awesome. It felt like so good. It was like really cool. Did you guys do a premiere for that one? Yeah, we did a premiere. Um, it was at like a, just like a, it was like a house party type premiere in, in Salt Lake. And there was like this little screen and like the speakers like were not loud. Like, everyone was yelling like no one could hear anything at all and like all you could hear was like the bass kind of and like no one could see the screen either because everyone was just like there was like so many people just like cheering and stuff it was it was sick (laughs) that's super sick did you guys ever uh (laughs) do you guys ever upgrade to a bigger premiere for like the next two movies um yeah we did we didn't we didn't really do one for don't fret because it was like COVID year kind of and like um, we we did like in like some small like homey type premieres but th- we weren't really like doing a big premiere and then last year we got like a more legit venue but we we like blew it out of the water like this this venue was like not like super big but I don't know like we it was just like a little screen again like not on a stage so like everyone standing like people in the bag couldn't see and stuff again but it was it was crazy like this guy who we were renting the place from like at the beginning of the night he was just like oh like you guys like aren't gonna have anyone come and and he was like talking shit and stuff and then like all of a sudden he was like 
no more people can come in like we are over the limit like and there was still like 200 people like outside waiting we were just like this is in there's like 400 plus people inside the place like is it was so sick like we were all just like what like why was he such a hardo to start out with like you're giving him money why is he talking shit no yeah he was he was like being weird like saying i don't know he was just like oh yeah like i don't think this premiere is going to be like very cool or anything like i i like got this party i'm trying to go to after i don't know he was like being super weird and then and then he was like damn like that was like the biggest night like my block is like it maybe i ever had like <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo dude <laughs> yeah. he was he was a crazy dude he had like some crazy like face paint and stuff and he was like he was like climbing on the building and he would just like stand on the roof and just be like and just look at all the people it was it was pretty weird <laughs> that's funny bro i mean so we'll, we'll get more into those move like the specific movies and specific clips during the viewer questions but when was uh when did you get your pro model ski because we're on number two coming out so yeah, so my my pro model ski was released like at the beginning of the year this year, I guess. First, I guess in, the pre-sale would have been like last spring, so like a year ago, pretty much. And how and how stoked were you on that? Like, what was it? What was the conversation to make that happen in the first place? Um, well, Emmett had kind of like mentioned it before, and I like. It, it like could have maybe happened the year before but like I was just I don't know I wasn't I didn't really push for it I guess and then this year I, I like pushed or like last year I guess I like pushed for that and I was like yeah are you still trying to do that and did you uh like who's a, did you have any say in like the graphic or were you just like I'm kind of thinking this or was it like who led on the graphic side of it like um the first year we we were gonna do like a lego graphic but because of like copyright reasons and stuff it like wasn't we didn't want to go for that and then we ended up going with the glass thing and that was kind of like a last second just like oh shit we can't do this like we gotta do something else but originally i was like uh like it's all right and then i like saw it on the ski and i was like word like this is pretty sick like but yeah i'm getting getting a check so that's it's awesome it's like all all i could have ever asked for you know yeah and <laughs> is that the first time you were making money off skiing itself um yeah pretty much i'd say i've i've gotten like money from like comp winnings or um maybe like travel budget, but yeah, nothing like that before. So, so you, were you super stoked on it that like, I mean, in terms yeah. of, terms of like your dreams for skiing, how high did that rank for, for something you wanted to accomplish? Yeah, pretty high. Like that, it's like been a dream come true for sure. Like it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And so, so you're doing round two this year. What was the uh, design process for that? Like, um, so like I had this idea to do a different thing and 
we were like working on it and it it just like didn't turn out very good and I didn't really like it so I was like all right like what other ideas do we have or whatever and and, and it showed me the spider webs and stuff and I was like dang like those are super sick like those are hard so yeah the spider webs are sick I'm super stoked on those yeah have you seen have you just been out on the mountain and seen kids riding them without them coming up to you and you're just like yo that's my ski that's wild yeah no it's pretty cool it's pretty sick some kids are like embarrassed by it they're like oh like i have your ski i'm like dude like that's dope like that's sick like hell yeah <laughs> that's funny dude like some kids i mean yeah dude you like they should be stoked on it dude you're the one it's yeah. your ski and they get to meet you that's awesome yeah for sure it's so sick that's awesome bro well i'm happy for you because that's that's super sick so I mean, you accomplished a lot. You're making, you guys are making your own movies and you got your pro model ski. Yeah. So it's like, do you have your sights set on, on something else coming up or is it, or like what, where do you even go from, from that point? I don't know. I just, I want to keep um, making films hmm. and yeah, just keep improving my skiing, I guess. Yeah. And, and there's, yeah. A, I mean, there's a side, there's a, also a side thing going on that I kind of glossed over, but I mean, you're not fully done with competing because you've been, you've been in both the steel city showdowns. So yeah. what was it like getting back into kind of a competitive mindset after taking a, a little break from it? It was awesome. I, I like still really like competing. I like still have like so much fun doing it. And I, I think I would do a bit more of it if there was like more like open competitions like that. But it's like I'm not about to sign up for the like even I think they got rid of it now, but they used to have the Aspen open. And even when they had that, it like wasn't technically open like you. You had to like sign up for all these licenses and then you could like sign up or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's yeah. If, if they just had like an actual like open slope comp, like sign me up, like I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's funny. So, I mean, so you you did pretty. You made it to the finals for both the uh, both the comps. You got fifth in twenty twenty, and eighth in twenty twenty two. But the the real question I have for you, other than performance, is uh, what do you think afterwards when uh, you found out that the the commentator called you an amateur? Because a yeah, lot of a lot of people were upset about that online. And then Tom was like, dude, I mean, he, he came up to the qualifying. So like, it was an honest mistake. Did you hear about that? Or did you have any thoughts about that? I, I didn't know actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched the like live stream yet of it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. At one, yeah. Point, at one point in the finals, they're like, uh, I don't remember the exact quote. It was really, it, it was really nothing. It was just like a passing thing. It's like, Oh, Cal Carson, yeah. he's an amateur from so-and-so. And everyone on New School is like, what the fuck? He's not an amateur. Blah, blah. They're freaking out, dude. And even when I was talking to Tom about it, I think he even mentioned he's like, he's like, yeah, we're sorry about that. It was just, it was like, it was nothing, but we're still sorry about it. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but like, does, would a comment like that upset you at all? Or you're just, or it's whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, just like a skier. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. 
that's how it goes. Like all these, everyone in the comments is always so much more heated about stuff than <laughs> anyone involved with it. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. That's funny that I broke that. I broke that news to you right here. <laughs> um, so let's get into the viewer questions. We'll start off with the first one that we've been doing. What's your hot take in skiing? Um, hot take in skiing. Um, helmets can look pretty sick. So you're down with the helmets. Yeah. I like that. That's a good hot take, dude, because a lot of people are saying, you know, helmets keep you safe, but there's not a lot of people saying that, yo, helmets actually look cool. Yeah, I think they can. Yeah. For sure. Does it have to have the flap rim underneath? Um, for me, yes. Yeah. All right. Gnoza content, Noza content. Uh, what's the highlight from the new child labor video for you? Um, highlight from the new child labor video, I would say um, for the viewers, I would say um, like, so this, this winter we spent about a month in Minnesota and one of my friends, uh, Blake, or most people know him as Brolf, and his parents live out in Minnesota, and they just had bought this new house, and it's getting torn down now, but um, at the time, they weren't living in it, and they just had this vacant house, and they said we could stay in it for a month and do whatever we want to it, because they are tearing it down in the spring anyways. So we basically lived in this house and just destroyed it and like broke all the walls, spray painted the windows, the walls, like everything. There's just like rebel everywhere. We like ripped all the cabinets apart and like, yeah, we like tore it up. So like there will definitely be some like good destruction clips in the next video. <laughs> Destroying stuff. That's funny. I'm almost reluctant to share it because it's way gnarlier if people think that you're just destroying like an Airbnb and you guys just don't care at all. Yeah, I know. yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, it was it was pretty sick. It was awesome. And then that will be like some cool shots for the viewers. Um, as like a skier and person traveling around and stuff, I'd say. Um, Quebec was like a big highlight. We took a trip up to Quebec about um, like a month or so ago. And that was like, I flew out there like from Pennsylvania after the rail jam. And I met up with some of my friends who drove all the way out there from Utah. Oh, sick. It, it was an awesome trip. We just like, we like met a bunch of like, of the local homies out there ski homies and like we were chilling with them and they would come to the spots with us and like come kick it at the airbnb after and stuff and it, it was awesome they were just like showing us around and it was just like a cool experience too just like being up there where everyone's speaking french and stuff like it, it was really fun all right next one dom uh what's your favorite child labor spot 
Um, favorite child labor spot is Raising Cane's. <laughs> Which Raising Cane's? Um, any of the ones in Minnesota. We're hitting them all the time. Like they're just all yeah. good for they're all good for street. No, no, we just we eat lunch there like every day. That's just like our spot for our crew. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess that's a good interpretation of it. Do you have a favorite spot that you skied at? <laughs> um, favorite spot that we ski at. Um, Rail Gardens is always a super fun place to ski at. I didn't go this year because I I've heard that they like started giving tickets there, which is like really weird because for like maybe the last like ten years plus, like it's been like an iconic spot for anyone to go and not get kicked out. And like usually like anytime you go, if there's snow on the ground, there's gonna be like jumps already built and you can just like roll up and start hitting them. So that's that's always like a super fun spot and like it's like a bunch of little ledges and little like benches and stuff you can play around on and stuff too. So yeah, maybe maybe rail gardens. So there used to be a really good one, Horse Park in Salt Lake that had like a few dope rails at it that we'd like to go to. But they I haven't been there since, but I heard it was like taken down, so not really sure what's good with that spot anymore. There we go. And kind of along those same lines, Evan Rush, what's your favorite uh what's your favorite cement slide? I don't know if he means like favorite ledge, like location or favorite trick, but you can take that however you want. I did a pretty sweet one this year. This coming soon. And then um I believe it's don't fret. There's like a really cool like sea ledge I hit. Went around this building. Um, and that was like a really cool spot. I like I tried to hit this other really cool like C type ledge this year and just broke my jaw and just wasn't able to get the clip. Yeah. I damn what I <laughs> I forgot to note that. Cause you were wired up for a little bit and nobody asked about it either. So I almost forgot. So, I mean, you want to get into that super quick. Cause dude, that's, that's like a no joke surgery. And like, <laughs> like just mouth completely wired shut. No. Yeah. It, it was pretty crazy. I just like, I was hitting this big ledge and like, um, it, I didn't even really fall on the feature at all. I just like, one time I like kind of came off early and I was riding out switch and I hit a patch of concrete and slipped out and just like, I put my hands down, but they slipped out also. And then I just like chin straight to the ground and like just heard like a big explosion and like felt some like teeth chunks floating around in my mouth. And I was just like, Oh, that's that's pretty bad dude that's pretty like i'm i'm getting shivers just listen to that did you uh so i got two questions for you actually about that so the first one i've always heard this is it true that you have to carry around wire cutters in case you have to vomit yeah i mean they they gave me wire cutters and the doctor told me to put them by my bedside 
So like if I were to have to throw up in the middle of the night or something, I could like wake up and cut them. I, I don't know. I, yeah, I was like, I was like really trying to not throw up, I guess. But also like, I think if I were to throw up, it wouldn't be like as bad as you'd think because like I was also not eating any food. Yeah. So like it was only liquids going in, like it would only be liquids coming out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I guess you're right. Like it would just be whatever. Did you, <laughs> and, so did you, and the other question, this one's half joking, half uh, I'm actually wondering, did you listen to Through the Wire when your wire when your mouth is wired shut and you're like, yeah, bro, I I feel you on that one. Yeah, I like. I like hadn't really heard it before or like I think I'd heard it but I didn't know it was like through the wire or whatever and stuff and like yeah like people showed it to me and I was like oh it's pretty sick I like made a little Instagram video with that song it's kind of funny it was pretty intense just like my mouth was just fully wired and could only do liquids and had to suck everything through my teeth just like and yeah just smoothies and soup for four weeks holy crap yeah (laughs) how are you feeling now like do you feel recovered or is it still sore yeah i'm like maybe 80 percent recovered as far as the jaw goes Mm -hmm. it like it's still a little like stiff sometimes and it like makes some popping noises and yeah but my like now my teeth are like fucked up and i need to like get a bunch of them replaced and like yeah jesus dude that's bad that's that's the next journey i'm I'm gonna start dipping into that one after i get back from hood yeah so i mean this this kind of falls follows up with that kind of line of thinking so whammer and asks What's the most fuck cr- the most fucked crash you've seen, and that could even include your, your own if you want. Um, the most fucked one I've seen is maybe one of my friends, um, Zach Sturdivant. I think he's on child labor, but it's in Don't Fret. He tries to do a a fakey backflip to land to firecracker stairs yeah and it was just like everything about the spot was like so loose and like i don't know we just like the first day we rolled up he like claimed it and we were all just like what dude like you're not gonna do that and then like like later in the trip we're just like so like are you gonna do it dude like kind of like putting the pressure on him and we like went to the spot and like it's still just like so bad i don't know why we like let him do it basically but we we're all just like yeah like you got it like and like i don't know i don't know what anyone was thinking dude because it was just like not good like and then he just took off and like just landed on his head pretty much like in the stairs and everyone like the vibe just completely changed and we were all just like oh fuck like why did we just let this happen like what like no it was 
really sketchy, dude. So what, I mean, if I remember the clip correctly, because I, I just watched it yesterday, uh, it's basically like he just went, it was like an eight-foot drop, and he just he just fell backwards onto his head onto stairs, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so did he get hurt? Uh, I don't think he really did, actually. I think he was, like, kind of chilling after it. Bro. But it was it was sketchy, dude. Like, it just it threw off the vibe for sure. And, like, I don't know. How do you, uh, like, how do you toe that line between pushing people to try something that's, like, actually dangerous and then holding back and being like, nah, that's, like, that's actually, like, too dangerous? Do you, like, do you have that conflict at all? Or are you always trying to push him? It's tough sometimes. I, like... For me, I feel like I usually try to base it based on, like, how confident the other person is. Like, if they're like, yeah, like, I got this. And then I'm just like, all right, like, I I believe you, dude. Like, go for it. But if they're, if they're just kind of like, uh, like, and then you're like, dude, like, you can do it. I don't know. Like, sometimes it's just not right. Yeah. Damn, dude. I'm just thinking about that crash, like shit can go so bad so fast yeah for sure <laughs> all right something more lighthearted. uh whammerin also asked what's your favorite movie seg and i always add in or edit of all time um shay flynn wait fire so step positions yep yeah that one's a fire segment that's a good one all right adam asks worst bust at a street spot um so that was this year i'm still dealing with it it was it was back in december and we were at this guy's house hitting this rail and i hit it maybe like 15 times or something like not not that many maybe 10 times or something and then one of the neighbors came up and kicked us out and he was like yeah like good thing that so like first of all this this rail is literally just in someone's front yard like it's like their house like yeah so like the neighbor came kicked us out and was like yeah good thing the homeowner wasn't here like he has a gun and he would shoot you or something and we we're like oh fuck like but then i don't know why because we're stupid and we just went back like two days later like oh it's chill now like and then, and then this, we're like, we basically, I didn't even hit it once. We just set it up. We were like standing there and this guy just like pulls up in his car, like so high, like skirts to a stop and just jumps out and just goes, you guys fucked with the wrong house. And we were just like, oh shit, like fuck. And we just like started to kind of like get our shit together and like try to get out of there and like he was like trying to push us and fight us he was like trying to get us to fight him so he could like shoot us or something it was it was crazy dude and like yeah he was he was like so pissed dude and he like stole one of our shovels he was like swinging it around at us he like tried to push my friend sanch over like and smash his camera he like saved it luckily 
And then, yeah, I like hopped in my car, like drove away and like the, the filmer Sanch, um, he was in his car and the guy was like basically blocking his car, like with the shovel and with the shovel that he stole from us. And like, he was like, you can't leave. Like you're waiting here until the cops show up. And like, he like backed up and like, skirted around him the guy like threw his shovel out like in front of the car and he like ran over it and like it, it was crazy but then like like month or two later I'm just like chilling in my house and I get this like knock on my door and it's like the cops dude and they're like so like you were like you did all this damage to this guy's house or something and I was like what like what? and then I was like oh like damn like what but yeah he's he was claiming seven thousand dollars worth of damage to his front yard and like i know that there was not that much like and i i told him i was like yo i'll, I'll gladly come paint your rail or whatever like fix it up but he like wasn't down at all and like i ended up writing him this email like saying that I was not going to pay $7,000 and that I would be down to pay like 2,500, like 2,000 for his like um, repairs or whatever. And like 500 for his like inconvenience we caused him. But yeah. And then he just replied to it and said like, all right, cool. Like see you in court. So now I'm going to see him in court probably like, in October or some shit. <laughs> what was that in Salt Lake? Yeah, it was in Salt Lake. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> That's gotta make yeah. it into the movie though, right? You going to court? Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'll be mic'd up. <laughs> God, that's that's actually not funny. I hope I hope that goes well. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Um Damn, that's like low key kind of heavy. That's a lot of money. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I think it's grinding rails in people's front yards now. Was it like his, like, because I'm in some of the houses in Salt Lake, they do have really good rails, like right outside the front door. Was it one of those ones where it's like front door, then rail? Was it like that? Yeah, it, it wasn't, like, connected to the house, but it was, like, five or ten feet away from the house the rail started or something. We, like, had a little drop-in in their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's bad funny. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see that clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that, shit, that shit just cracks me up for some reason. All right, uh, yeah. George Brown. How long did the uh, 14 kink wooden rail take to get? Um, it took a long time. <laughs> it was a hard <laughs> rail. Um, I, I tried it like two different days. I think the first day I maybe tried like for like four or five hours. And the second day I tried for like two or three hours. But it was like, it was really tough because um, I'd say like, Total, I got maybe like around 150 tries or something. And 
it was like really hard because it was like a long hike and I was skating into the rail every time. Like I would just skate into it. I would just like start like put on my skis on flat ground and just start skating as fast as I could and then hit this rail. <laughs> and I just do that every fucking time. Like it was it was pretty G. But yeah, it was so crazy when I made it. I just, I just like it like wasn't even real life. I was just like I I did it like what? Like <laughs> Did you even see like you could see in the clip, but did you see that van coming around the corner? Like were yeah. you looking out for that thing while you were trying to get off the rail? Well, no, it was, I like knew it was there, but I wasn't really like that concerned with it cuz I had like decent amount of outrun before the van or whatever and like i i remember i like landed it and i like looked at the dude in the van i was like oh yeah like just like so hyped and like he just i don't even think he like noticed at all like he was just like driving and just like i was like oh dang like you didn't see that shit like (laughs) (laughs) do you guys always do natural speed or are you ever like busting out the winch or like a dropping or something um we have a winch but it's like it's usually broken and like um we built it ourselves and it's like the the gears and the chain aren't lined up like perfectly straight so like after just like a certain amount of hits the chain just breaks every time yeah yeah yeah, it just it, that doesn't really work that good, and yeah, so we we have been doing like mostly natty speed stuff, and we have like some bungees, but we used a lot of bungees like the don't fret year, and and the strike year too, but I think we broke probably like six bungees the don't fret year or something like mm-hmm. all. Are just like because like the company is out of business now and like all of them were made like 10 years ago or some shit and they like they're all just like stretched out and like just breaking and stuff so yeah we we don't really use those too much anymore and this year we've we like built drop-in ramps and we were like bringing drop-in ramps like everywhere <laughs> <laughs> do you have like a, a strong opinion about you know, natty speed versus bringing in something like that, or or do you not really care? Um, kind of, but not not too much, not as much as some people. Mm-hmm. I think it's like really cool to hit a spot like natty speed or whatever. I think that's cool, but I also think like winches are sick, and it's like dope as fuck to go fast. But there is some like od like. Just like when you're when you're doing like when you're just jumping over a building, it's just like, dude, what? I don't, I don't know, dude. Like, that's that's not that cool for me. Just like, there's just like some stuff that just, it's just like not. I don't know. It's it's like a stunt. It's not like a. <laughs> I guess it's all stunts, but it's just not cool. <laughs> I think it can be cool and it can be whack. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. Got the long list. I'm trying to narrow it down a little bit. Um, 
Super Duper Cooper. What inspires inspires your style? Just like um, ski edits and like rollerblading edits. I watch like a ton of rollerblading edits, like as of like the last three years or so. Mm. And yeah, I love watching rollerblading. There's some pretty sick stuff that comes out. Are there like crews in rollerblading, or is it more? Yeah, solo? yeah, there's there's crews for sure. Do they have a big following or is it, I've, I've never heard of a rollerblading crew before. It's not, yeah, it's, it's pretty like niche I'd mm-hmm. say, but it's, it's pretty cool. Like they, the rollerblade scene is pretty cool. Like it's, it's small, but everyone is like, so um, like really nice and just like, they want anyone and everyone to get into it. So like, they're just like so nice to everyone and stuff. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Um, yeah. Hayden asks, "What do you think about comp kids?" Um, they're cool, I guess. Yeah. No, I, I don't have a problem with comp kids or anything. I I was one myself, <laughs> and yeah, no, comps are cool, but. I, I definitely don't think it's cool when everyone just does a dub 10 safety. <laughs> yeah. Got to keep it unique. I mean, is there anyone that you like, like their style in the comp scene? Um, yeah. I, I like always really like Ferdy skiing. Mm-hmm. Ferdy is super sick. And um, there's probably some more too that I'm not thinking of right now. A-Hall is insane. He's like super steezy too. Um, like when you were yeah. going to when you were going to school with Ahol, did you know that he was going to go far, or has his success kind of surprised you? Um, no, I kind of knew. Yeah, he just <laughs> he just like always like has been doing crazy shit. Like when we used to like water ramp, like he would he would be trying like he would just do like a dive off the ramp like just go off and just like fully dive like with his skis on and he did like front flip to dive and like i was i was like what the fuck dude like that's insane <laughs> it was crazy like when he would just like stop when he hit the water because his skis are just like <laughs> <laughs> that's funny bro all right i'm gonna send you like the the list of the random ones uh, i'll just dm it to you really quick Wait. And then I and then you can kind of pick and choose which one uh, which one you're digging. Let's go. What kind of what brand of pants do you rock? I, I wear reevaluates. It's like a super good homie of mine. Um, we grew up skiing together in Winter Park, and yeah, he's he's really doing it now. He's making all of his own stuff. He he's like spent countless hours like making his design and stuff and like every little detail he's like spent so much time on it's like really inspiring to like see someone like working that hard towards something and yeah they're they're dope pants nice and baggy they're just easy sick mm-hmm. um maybe tips for hitting your first street spot i'd say you don't have to like go crazy. You don't have to kill yourself. Like you can go, you can go anywhere. Just, 
just go out with your skis and a shovel and go go ski down a ledge or like I don't know you, you can hit like a little mini rail you don't have to like try to jump off something massive or something and hurt yourself yeah it, it can be really fun I feel like a lot of people are scared of it because they think they have to do something crazy or something and like that's like not the case you can just go out with your skis and a shovel and like have a blast that's awesome yeah i like yeah. i like that uh-huh yeah and let's get one let's get one more from the rando list all right we can do garrett's garrett said yeah. ask him about his diet kid runs through frozen burgers like wildfire is that true yeah, I eat frozen burgers. <laughs> Is that what you're living on, at, like during the winters? Um, yeah, N- not not as much during the winters. More during the summers, honestly. I- I'll like eat the same thing every day for like months on end, like lunch, breakfast, and dinner. I I eat like eggs in the morning. Like last summer, I was just like eggs and veggies in the morning, rice and veggies and for lunch and then a burger for dinner just like yeah (laughs) i'm just like whatever i love that (laughs) (laughs) no it's pretty g that's funny and uh all right last uh we're, we're coming around the corner i think we've we've answered like a lot of the ones about like the upcoming movie all that so we'll we'll close it out with like the landon one if you could achieve any of your goals, any of your current goals, the ones that you haven't already achieved, what would it be? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess just like, I don't really necessarily have like goals like that. I have like certain spots and tricks that I've been thinking of for a long time and stuff that I want to do as far as that but um yeah I don't know just just keep having fun and just keep like I want to inspire everyone to go skiing and like do the same thing that I did and just like dedicate your life to it and stuff because it's like so dope and I, I that's like the sickest shit ever when people like tell me that they're like mad inspired by me and stuff like it's like so cool like that's like all I could ever ask for and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. I mean, so we opened up with it. And so forgive me if I'm asking again, but could you see yourself doing more coaching in the future and like act, going down that route to make some more money within skiing itself? Yeah, possibly. I think, yeah, I think if I maybe like stop filming as much, then I would maybe do some more coaching. Cause yeah, it's like, it's pretty easy and it's pretty fun. It's it's chill to just go up there and tell some kids to go for it. Yeah. It's cool. And like, yeah, I don't know. I just, it helps you get better too. Like being able to explain someone something and stuff and like be able to think about different ways to think about how to do something and stuff can like help open other doors and other parts of the trick vocabulary yeah cool man 
Yeah. So I mean, so that's all I got. Is there anything you want to plug before we uh, before we depart? I'll give a quick shout out to my sponsors. Yeah, we got Child Labor, um, Vishnu Freeski, Arsenic Anywhere, um, Zip Fit, Reevaluate, and Function Wear. Shout out. Thanks for supporting. And thank you to my parents for supporting me too. It's a huge help. They're so dope. I'm so thankful that they like support what I do and are stoked about it. And also just like all my friends that just make skiing what it is and we all just like have a blast together. Dude. That's awesome. And I, I mentioned earlier about the, the little gibbers sponsorship, but in that same year you were, th- you were thanking your parents then. And then a couple of years later you had an edit where you thanked them at the end of that and you're still thanking them. So I think that that's awesome that you're giving them props whenever you can. For sure. Yeah. Cal, thank you for coming on, dude. It was awesome to talk to you and uh, get some insight into what's going on with child labor. So thank you very much. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I drink a boost for breakfast, an insure for dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That right there could drive a same man bizarre. Not to worry, Mr. Ace to the Eagles back to wizard. How do you console my mom? Or give a light support. Telling her son's own life support. And just imagine how my girl feel. On the plane, scared as hell that a guy looked like Emmett Till. She was with me before the deal. She been trying to be mine. She a Delta, so she been throwing that dynasty sign No use me trying to be lying I've been trying to be signed Trying to be a millionaire How I used two lifelines In the same hospital with Biggie Smalls died The doctor said I had blood clots But I ain't Jamaican, man Story on MTV And I ain't trying to make a band I swear this right here History in the making, man I really apologize to everyone right now